Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent say it it goes by fast and and here's the other weird thing this today or this week will be the first all 4a game i'm seeing in person this year so far oh that's right you're heading down to wimberley yeah i'm heading down to wimberley and lampasas to watch that game it's just been one of those where we saw china spring to begin things uh but 3a and 2a's as far as the non-district games been where it's at but i have a funny feeling we're going to be living in 4A come district play. Hello, everybody. I'm Terry Bennett. That's Grant Goodwin. This is Sideline to Sideline, the Class 4A edition, uh, brought to you by SI Design and Printing, Power Plus Mouthguard, Small Town Society, and the Munster Chamber of Commerce. And I, we're getting to Oh, by the way, go ahead and get this out of the way now. I'll, I'll probably say it again later. Uh, next week's our bye week, so we're probably not going to do a show, or I might do something with a, with an, an, like Matt Diggs or maybe a couple coaches. I haven't decided. Honestly, I might just take the Tuesday off. It's kind of nice. It, like tonight, you, you're kind of having to be good, Grant. And so like tonight, we've already recorded two shows, and they're not going to get weird, Grant. We're going to get weird Coach X. I'm going to tell you that right now, man. He's off his rocker you want weird uh, i'll give you weird if that's what you want that was a little threatening no i'm asking i know you just, like weird because if just, you would i will give you weird i don't think i want anything from you right now okay uh just a reminder you can find us on facebook just type in sideline to sideline like us on or find us on twitter at grant and terry follow us on twitter at grant terry email us grant and terry at s2sport.com We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to start it up. Review of week four, preview of week five, Coach X and more, sideline to sideline, the 4A edition, right here on L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. 
Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See Abla Espanol. All right, Terry and Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the 4A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing, right here on L4 Media. And where do you want to start as we review week four? How about let's start with Brownwood 46, Glen Rose 34. You know, Brownwood had three turnovers that led directly to 20 points for Glen, uh, Glen Rose. Yeah, that's a, I mean, you want to say that's a good sign, but I was a little worried when I saw the score. Like, man, Glen Rose, you know, offensively. Uh, going into this game, they hadn't scored more than 20 points. Uh, and so then started reading the thing and said, okay, it, it you don't want those turnovers to happen, of course, but they happen. Uh, also, I call back. Yeah, I think that I mean, not that the guy that stepped in last week had a great game, but he's not I call. And, and so for I call to be back after uh, we, we had, he had 286 yards passing last yes. week. What last week? Yeah. Well, I know, but he was out for you talking about uh, the backup quarterback. Uh, no. I called it. I thought well, no, that was Jamarian Vincent. Oh, was it? Yeah, I called missed the game. That was your notes. Oh, yeah, okay. it was your notes. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder. Now, okay. if that's not true, then just nix everything I said. But going off of what last week and that he had hurt his shoulder. But either way, I do know Brownwood racked up like 555 yards of total offense. Yes. So whoever was back there, wow. Right? Yeah, they got a big one against. Uh, uh, Brownwood has a big one against Conley this week, and I'm going to tell you right now, if Brownwood. Beats Conley, I think we got to go to the Stephenville Brownwood game next week. And even if it's a, a really close game, I think maybe we, you know, as long as Brownwood stays within shouting distance. Let's see. That's in Brownwood. We it's, can, a, it's a bucket list for me. Yeah, pretty cool place to see the entrance, especially of the of Brownwood entering the field. Uh, and then also we could stay somewhere, maybe in Brownwood or something, and then drive to uh, Brian. That Saturday for Hitchcock. Oh, that's right. That's the same weekend. Yeah. That's a good, that's not a bad drive. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It is a bad drive. Not with you, buddy. Okay. All drives are good. Oh, it's a horrible drive. No, it's put it that way. Wow. Wow. All right. What about Apples? Just, I don't know. Huh? Those are from you, buddy. <laughs> uh, Abilene Wiley beats Stephenville 42-32. to 32. Stephenville kind of making a habit of this. They get down by a lot early. They do storm back. Yeah, it was 30. They were down, what, 35-10 late in the third? Yes. And got it back to like 35-32 with about five minutes left in the game. Like, what's going on? You, you can't keep doing that. It, no. yeah, look, it, you have. I mean, it cost them this week against Wiley. Yeah, it cost them last year against Alvarado. It cost yeah. them last year in the playoffs. I yeah. Mean, it's a fun thing that you you have this ability to, to do these comebacks and it, it's it's epic and you've got a mystique about you, uh, but the problem is is even if you do it eighty percent of the time in season and, and they're successful, when are those other twenty percent? Now this was a non district game and, and let's be fair, uh, Abilene Wiley has 
has bounced back from struggling for a few years. Last year, they went 14 games into the season, but they got beat by Brownwood to start the year 35 to 21. If you just want a comparison, just a little bit of a calibration. Uh, yeah, Stephenville's got to figure out that defense. I mean, yeah. the offense is great. We've talked about the offense. Ryan, Ryan Gafford threw for 371 yards. Tristan Gentry, nine catches for 193. So, big offensive game. But, yeah, but we know they're going to do that. In the day, they've got to figure out that defense. Yeah. All right, La Vega, 49. Lorena, 42, speaking of defense. Uh, La Vega's running back, Bryson Rowan, runs for 124 yards on 16 carries. But Junior Thornton, the quarterback, probably had one of the biggest games a La Vega quarterback has had in a long time. He went 6 of 11 for 151 yards passing and ran for 223 yards. You know, we've talked about it last week. We'll probably mention it again multiple times, but it's just so weird to see a La Vega team that's led by their offense. The, yeah. the quarterbacks a move in. Uh, I think it was from Midway. Um and on the year, you've seen it. They can score with anybody. They, they scored 35 on Kennedale, 40 on Conley, uh, 21. But Midlothian Heritage is a really good 5A defense, not just a good team, but a good defense. They scored 49 on the Lorena team that we think is pretty good defensively, but so did China Spring. So yeah. to, to calibrate, uh, just what I said about Stephenville, I'm saying about La Vega, really everybody in this district but China Spring, well, and then Waxahachie Life. Uh, but when you're talking about Alvarado, Stephenville, and La Vega, you're talking about three teams that are probably going to beat up on each other by the tune of like 56 to 55 type games because all be three of them can score, yeah. but all three of them struggle to stop good offenses. Yep. Yeah. All right. How about Iowa Colony 51, Columbia 14? Iowa Colony is now 4 0. Uh, no big shocker that they beat West Columbia, but just. Bringing up the fact we haven't uh, mentioned much of Iowa Colony this year, so uh, something to keep an eye on down there. Yeah, you know, we talked about uh, them last year, and they, they, they kind of – it sounds weird to say this as a new program. I think a lot of people thought last year they were going to be better than they were. They were 2-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, But Ray Garza, we talked to at Coach's School this year, he, he was like, you know, you go back and look at that 2-8, and eight, and there was three or four one-possession games. Uh, you know, that easily could have changed. And, and he was very excited about this year, and we see why, because they're scoring about 45 points a game. And right now they're giving up about 12 points a game. Now, they haven't played the toughest schedule, but still, they're winning. They're going to get a test this week, though, uh, as they're going to take on a a staffer team that, you know, they lost to Belleville and got destroyed. And you kind of went, okay, Stafford's going to be Stafford. But then you realize they beat a Port Lavaca Calhoun team that's Turning out to be pretty good. Stafford's be- throwing it all over the yard right now, yes, too. Yes, they beat Sealy, and then they beat Rosenbar- uh, Rosenberg-Lamar Consolidated. So I, we're, we're going to get an interesting matchup with Stafford in Iowa, Car- uh, Iowa Colony in a district that I, I legitimately think is up in the air. I, yeah, I think anybody open. could win this district. All right, Russ, 33, Alvarado, 30. I thought this was a little bit of an upset the way Alvarado's been playing uh, but you did mention, uh, when I would mentioned, I guess, that, you know, being a little bit of an upset, hey, Rusk is pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, they and they, they went into the fourth quarter. They trailed 22 to 19. Um, again, this is going to sound weird, but 33 to 30 in today's era is not really a shootout, a no, high-scoring uh, shootout. I honestly thought both of these teams would maybe score double this. I thought this was going to be the classic 
60 to 65 type game. Uh, so I'm very impressed with both defenses. Both of these offenses were averaging over 40 points. Uh, Rusk, uh, Brady Barrier threw for 268 yards. Uh, Spencer Barnett, five catches for 73 yards. Brandon Grimes, five catches for 68 yards. Uh, Chance Washington had a 46 yard touchdown. And, and that's the thing when you see in today's offense, it, it's a lot of production spread out. Yes, exactly. And they hit seven different receivers on the night. And Alvarado played really good too defensively and offensively as well. But uh, they had a couple bad turnovers at the worst time, especially in that fourth quarter. A good win for Al- uh, Rusk and, and, and a good game for Alvarado. I think a good yeah. showing. This is a this was an interesting matchup of where these two teams are in the state. And so it's kind of fun to see. And here's an instant classic. Uh, that I have not gone back and watched yet, but I'll probably do that uh, tonight or tomorrow. But Salina, 42, Anna, 40, and four overtimes. Yeah, you know, Anna jumped out 23 to nine. It looked like they were going to just kind of away with yeah. it. Yeah. And especially against the Salina team that, you know, the, the, they pass, but they're, they're, their hay is running. And so you just you're looking at half, and you're thinking, oh, I just don't know if Salina can get back into it. They got 14 points in the third, seven in the fourth. Both of them got seven in the fourth, and then they went to overtime. Now I picked Salina in this game, and I specifically said though they can't. And I get, thought you were crazy. Well, you for other reasons, but <laughs> add that on there. Uh, but I said it couldn't be a shootout. Now I know again, 42 to 40, but this game was 32 to 30 or 30 30 at half. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Again, in today's football, that's not really a shootout. No, not anymore. Um, but Salina in that second half, they ended up rushing for over 200 yards in the second half alone. Uh, and on the night, uh, Logan Gutierrez ran for 131 yards on 19 carries. Harrison Wilson, Williams, 21 attempts, 97 carries. And I think that's the difference with Salina this year is it seems like for the last few years they've always had a back. Mm-hmm. And they had other backs, but it was there was a hierarchy. And Salina's always been best when they've got multiple backs. And with Will, Williams and Gutierrez, one's a junior, one's a sophomore. Knox Porter, you're just asking him not to make too many mistakes. He was 9 of 22, 119 yards, but he did have a touchdown. And more importantly, again, no mistakes. And that's what ended up costing Anna. Uh, Zeandre Williams threw for 333 yards, but he also had a key interception. Anna's fine. This there's a lot into this game. Talking about Brock, Brock and Gunner, these two teams don't like each other. And last year, Salina was a little angry because Anna, for the first time in forever, really kind of beat them down. So yeah. I, I think Anna's going to be fine. I do think, though, again, we keep saying this: defense is going to be an issue they've got to figure out. Before I, the I think offensively, Anna might be a tick better than they were last year. Yeah, um, especially you know, which is surprising given what they lost. You know, two exactly. players. But yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe their Achilles heel uh, might be defense. It's not horrible, but. Uh, it's, I don't think it's quite as good as they were last year. All right, here was a great one. China Springs, 61. Waco Connolly, 41. Uh, China Spring had 518 yards of offense. 421 of that was in the first half. And this defense, I know this sounds weird to hold a defense, uh, an offense 389 yards of offense, but this China Spring defense did limit Connolly to 389 uh, offensively, well, and and that's big against these offensive weapons that uh, Ch- uh, Conley has. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this score, this game was out of hand at half. Yeah, I, I think Conley put on a couple late touchdowns to to make it mm-hmm. look prettier. And, and then we talked we we talked about that district uh, outside of China Spring. When you look at that district. Uh, there's no defense, and that's why even as talented as Stephenville is offensively, and La Vega is offensively, and Alvareda is o- offensively, I will go ahead. I don't know if China Spring even gets challenged in district this year. Well, I I, I think they do. I, I I I'm not counting out Stephenville. I mean, 
you know, I, Alvarado. I, I, I just don't just, think that they can make enough stops to even be competitive, man. Yeah, I as know. of right now. And again, things can change. Let's, oh yeah, let's, let's I, I, I think this uh, that story has been yet to be written for that. District. I'm writing it right now. Uh, fiction, file <laughs> in the fiction. That's what I do. That's, that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Lavernia, thirty nine. Navarro, twenty two. Man, Lavernia. Hey, we called it. Just, yeah, but uh, they just keep answering the bell. Here they are, what, 4-0, and right? Yes, uh, and we kept saying that, you know, don't count out Lavernia for the season and even in this game. And, and also, let's remember, Navarro tends to start slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll have a couple wins and they'll have a couple losses, and then they'll, they're going to be fine once they hit the district. But to me, this is more about what Lavernia did, and, and we'll be talking more about them here in the coming weeks. Hey, what about that Franklin-Jasper game? We talk more oh, about wow. it on yeah. the 3A side. If you've listened to both shows or if you don't, usually when a 3A, 4A plays, the winning team, we talk more about that game on that show. But I wanted just to bring this up simply because – I still like Jasper. I still yeah. think Jasper did some good things against an offense in Franklin that's just an absolute beast. But in saying that, what is going to hurt Jasper if they're wanting to make a long run is their offense. They need a little bit more offensive consistency. You know, when you play a Franklin team, you, you, you've got to keep the ball. Like, you cannot let them just grind you down and grind you down and grind you down. And, and that's kind of what happened in this game. But they're going to be fine. They're going to start district playoff this week with Liberty, and they're going to beat the ever-living dog yeah, crap of them. They should better. beat the brakes off of Liberty. But, uh, yeah, Jasper's in a really tough district as well. Yeah, uh, Belleville, 56. Cameron, 22. Kind of like Bell what we called just it. rolling, though. Yeah, we called it. We said that, you know, Yo is as fun as Yo is offensively. Until I see them respond better against the run team, I'm going to pick the run team against them every time. And that's oh, exactly yeah. what happened. I'd, I'd pick Belleville's run game over just about any defenses yeah. they left on that schedule. All right, Newton, 58. Westmore start, 54. Uh, KJ Porter, the uh, freshman running back for uh, Newton, scores the game, uh, scores a touchdown with a few minutes left in the game. Yep. And uh, and then gets the two point conversion, and that kind of wins it for Newton. But what a game we missed! Well, for West Orange Stark though, they might have found a quarterback. Marcus Turner threw for yeah. two hundred yards, four touchdowns. He did have an interception. And it was a a kind of a key interception, but still, uh, he also ran for one hundred forty two yards and a touchdown. Uh, uh, Peralta Senior, who last year he was the guy that they were trying to work in at quarterback. He's been out playing wide receiver, four catches, one hundred and fifty eight yards, and three touchdowns. And you literally, when we watched the PNG game, you were like, "Why? Why are they? He should be playing uh, anywhere else but quarterback." And yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, I know they lost, but this is impressive because I don't think West Orange Stark's defense is going to give up fifty points every game. No, I, I think this is one of those weird games that if you played these two teams ten times, it's probably in the twenties. This was that one time where things just happen, big plays get broken, and in an exciting game. And you said it best: we haven't. We, we've seen three of these, and the one we don't go to, it's the one that's the 58-54 one. I don't know how much to talk about this one because I'm pretty sure they called this game at half. Paquero, 22, Cal Allen, 14. But I don't think that make, made it into the third quarter. I think that one got called at half. Let me look that up. Go, let's go ahead and move on to the other game, and right. we'll come back to it if we – All right, here's one that will break your little heart. Carthage, 38, Marshall, 13. Okay, it, you know what? What? With everything that's happened since then, that's the, the, the <laughs> it's, just, it's just been weird. I'm not even going to get into it. We're, we're not a 5A show, but yeah, it's been weird, uh, Marshall, the last couple of weeks. But in this one, I said it. I literally said they're going to win by 21 points. Oh, yeah. It was 38 yeah. 14. Uh, they jumped out. They were up 28 nothing at half. 
Uh, Surratt's starting to cut down on the mistakes, uh, throwing the ball. He had a couple interceptions early that I saw on film that you could just say, okay, he'll figure that out, and he's mm-hmm. figured it out. Uh, the defense, you know, one thing Marshall's offense, and Marshall's a good 5A team if they can get the – atmosphere back positive they're a good 5a team and, and they should make the playoffs but yeah this just shows where carthage is right now right they, they just they handled their business yep center does it again center 28 dangerfield 21 yeah big win for center i know dangerfield's 3a blah 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 i know without their starting quarterback but still for center to need the defense to make some plays one of the, the best offenses in class 4a oh yeah the what we thought was the sketchiest defense yes. for a among contenders, right? Yes. Uh, and they answered the bell this week, though. Yeah, and, and just kind of file that away because sometimes a lot of the issues with any side of the ball is more of confidence, and maybe they kind of got some confidence because they made uh, – that, that game, by the way, you can see on YouTube at our NETSN uh, brethren – uh, they they have the center broadcast and, and that center defense had to make big plays in that third and fourth quarter and, and to, to keep that game going. So I, I'm very impressed. All right, here's I guess a lack of defense. Man, Gilmer's defense is struggling mightily. Right, they pull out the win, 59 to 56 over Lindale. Uh, but again, uh, Gilmer's defense just it, it shows to be kind of. I don't know what you'd call it. A liability, right? Yeah. You know, again, as we've said about Stephenville, as we've said about Anna, as we've said, any team that wants to make a big run, you're going to have to figure out that defense. We thought maybe they had against Kilgore, but now you realize, and this can help them, you realize maybe they're good against a certain type of defense or offense because in this one, Lindell uh, had their way at times. Gilmer had to come back from a 14-point deficit. Again, just like Stephenville, that's nice. You have a mystique, but you can't live off that when no. you start playing the, 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 bite the you. Yeah, when you play the district games. But in saying all that, man, they, they've, they're figuring things out. We thought the offense would, might struggle, but Caden Tennyson, man, he is just doing what Gilmer quarterbacks do. Three, uh, 19 of 38, 405 yards, four touchdowns. Oh, by the way, one interception on defense. Uh, the running back, Will Henderson, 211 yards uh, on the ground, 73 yards uh, through the air. Uh, yeah, this is – I want to be as impressed with I can with Gilmer's offense. Yeah, and, and there's – I mean, they've been – Nothing short of impressive. But then I go back to that defense, and yeah. it's just they've got to figure the, it out. The, those defenses are what cause you to lose trap games. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, and and they're does. in a district where there can be a couple trap games right. if they don't watch out. Right. All right. Uh, and then how about Bernie, 50, Gregory, Portland, 22. Bernie lost a couple of weeks ago to a little private school. Uh, they have shown up the last two weeks and gotten the the, the ship righted. And we'll see uh, Bernie here pretty soon, right? Yeah, and they lost to Flower, Flower Bluff to begin the game but or begin the season. But you and I talked about that, and I said, I got a feeling that was when it was 120 degrees, and I yeah. bet Flower Bluff just kind of out-depth them. And then talking to a people, a couple of Bernie fans, that's kind of how they felt it happened too. Not mm-hmm. knocking anything Flower Bluff, but they felt if you'd played that game five weeks later that Bernie would win. Uh, in this one, I mean, they jumped up early and often, 37 points in the first quarter. Uh, the junior, or freshman quarterback, Hank Hendricks, freshman quarterback, Hank Hendricks, threw for 269 yards, five 
touchdowns. Uh, the running back, DeMint, had 135 yards. I mean, it, look, Bernie's not going anywhere, not after no. this year either. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be 4A again. I don't think they're jumping quite up into 5A yet. Uh, so, man, if you thought Bernie was just on a nice little two-year run, no. now nah, they're, they're going to roll Region 4 or Region 3, or hell, they might even get put in Region 2 with the way UIL is uh, for a couple years to come. But, yeah, good win for them. Yep. All right, uh, Chapel Hill 42, Nacogdoches 22. Uh, Chapel Hill's Ricky Stewart runs for 153 yards on 14 carries. Uh, Demetrius Brisbane ran for 177 yards and threw for 186. Uh, again, this Chapel Hill offense still proves to be one of the top in the state. I mean, you know, you got your Silsby's and your Carthages and your Gilmer's, Chapel Hill's, you know, you, you hard-pressed to find any more that are more explosive than those guys. Yeah, again, it, it, we, we I promise you we don't try to do this, but a lot of times just the season gives us themes, and the, the season this year for 4A is explosive offenses and some and mm-hmm. leaky defenses. I was impressed that they held Chap, uh, to uh, they held Nacogdoches to 22. Leaky defense? <laughs> that's yeah. probably true. Uh, but Mr. I, Bennett. I, I was impressed that they held Nacogdoches, and people say, well, Nac, look, Nac's 2-2. Two and, uh, two and two. Uh, They lost to Lufkin. Uh, that's their rival. But they beat Lumberton. We talked about Lumberton. They beat Lumberton 34-20. to 20. And, and so for Chapel Hill to not have as many turnovers and their defense, you, you don't even need the defense to be top five you just need them to make the other team not score three possessions yeah. because if you if they don't score three possessions you're probably going to get 21 points up on them before they have anything to do uh, so again just more of uh kind of touching back base with chapel we hadn't really talked about them since what the gilmer game i guess but we'll be talking a lot about them here in the next few weeks with, with the district they're in all right i think that's it for the uh the review, review right all right we're going to take a break when we come back it's going to be coach x and Week 5 4A preview right here on Sideline to Sideline, the 4A edition brought to you by SI Design and Printing. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high quality studio or action shot and SI design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent you. 
When I was but a young man, I was wild and full of fire. Terry Vinogrand, good one back here. In my teens, but full of challenge and desire. This is for Grant. I ran away from home and left my mother and my dad. Th- that's for Grant. He's full of fire this weekend. Next time we do a show, he will be known as Grant Anderson. He'll be married. First off, again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. But uh, yeah, we're, we'll see. You, you, you always, you, you're, you're saying, like, when I check in with you, how you been? You're like, man, today's been a whip. So we're going to see how many days in a row you say that. Anyway, we want to thank one of our sponsors. If you look right here, you see the great shirt. Uh, Small Town Society sent that to us. You can find them online, Shop Small Town Society. They have some of the coolest Franklin football shirts you're going to find. I still think my favorite uh, is this sweatshirt that has the old school lion. That, that, that was the 80s look for sports was the sweatshirt with just the mascot simple name across of it. Uh, they have other Franklin wear as well. They have just simple Franklin, Texas shirts that aren't football related. They also have seasonal uh, shirts. They have you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. They have it all. You can find them again online at shopsmalltownsociety.com. We also want to thank them for being the title sponsor of the Franklin Football Show. You can hear each and every week here. I also want to thank Munster Chamber of Commerce, Oktoberfest, uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. You can find out more information on that at themunsterchamber.com forward slash Oktoberfest. Again, we do appreciate this. You're going you're, you're gonna to hate me right here, buddy. Oh, oh we got to wait. We got to wait. We got to vamp. No, hang on. Let me see if I can get this stuff. Okay. Sorry. New board that we got this year. I'm finally getting to play with some of the stuff, but I can go ahead and say it now. You're, you're going to hate me. Why? Listen. Oh, X go give it to you. As you're about to hear, he, he's struggling right now. And so I thought maybe if, if we brought back X, going to give it to you, he would at least he'll feel a little, up a little bit. And maybe once he'll give me some credit for thinking of him in, in a trying time. All right, it says Coach X. By the way, if you don't know, Coach X is a real coach. He coaches in Texas, and he likes to fax in information. And I keep – everybody thinks I'm kidding. This is literally – his stuff right here, you can see it on the camera. That's all his writing. Uh, maybe I should have marked out the the email address. <laughs> I like big butts. I cannot lie, Coach X. All right, here we go. Guys, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little down. I sat down to listen to Terror Bear read my words on the Coach X show because, you know, I have the best words. So I went to a popular high school football message board and saw the thread for the sideline-to-sideline Coach X, Grant, and Terrence show. To my surprise, there was a man on there that called Coach X weird. So that's it. That was the straw that stroked the camel sack right there. I don't think that's the way it works. Uh, This will be my last week on the program. Oh, my God, Grant. We're free. More me. More me. Yes, I'm fine with that. That's right. I'm shutting it down. I'm pulling the plug on this thing. I just ordered a pretzel, and I'm going to curl up in the corner and cry. False. That's not going to happen. it. So to you, let's go, Eagles. I say this. I'm going to get really weird with it. So strap on. No, not that kind, Grant. Settle down. Because once you get in my head, there's no turning back on with the really weird Coach X portion of the Coach X show. So it's going to be one of those nights I apparently feel. And, hey, at least we have some good games that we can talk to. Where do you want to start? Let's start at a game you're going to be at. How about land passes at Wimberley? Yeah, you know, th- this is – uh, again, you're going to be gone. This is my first full, true uh, 4A game in person this year. Uh, 4A you know, on 4A. Yeah, yeah. 4A on 4A. You know, what's weird is I we've seen more 3A games in person this year. It's just how it's worked out. But yeah. I've seen more 4A games total because I keep – I'm watching every – 
top 15 team. Well, and that's part of it. That's, going back and watching their games. And that's part of why we've been doing it like that is, you know, thankfully we have more and more teams that have their broadcast available. So like I was right. saying, I, I sent you the, the full link to the Salina Anna game. I watched the center Dangerfield game. So it, it, that's a lot of the reason why, but don't worry, we're going to end up hitting just as many as we always do. But yeah, going into this game, you know, I, I was told at the beginning of the year that, Watch out for Limpasses. They might be back, you know, and, and all that. And I was like, okay, we'll file that away. You know, last year they were 6-5 and five with a young team, uh, but they, they lost a lot of their offense. But, man, they have come out rolling this year. Uh, they're 4-0. They beat a solid Pflugerville-Connolly team 36-28 to last week uh, down in that game until the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do against Wimberley, but I just – I had to pick this game because I want to see if Lampasas is 2019 Lampasas. That was 30, 13 to two, and it's funny because Coach I don't X, think they are, but they're pretty good. I think. Yeah, I, and, and again, they don't necessarily have to be that good. Uh, the district they're in now is nowhere where it was. Uh, you know, where they were like that time. That was when they were with Austin Johnson and, yeah. you know, San Antonio Davenport. They've kind of started out a little bit slow. They're two and two, but their wins aren't really beat Victoria West, beat Lockhart, lost to Kerrville Tyvee, lost to San Antonio Piper. That's the, the hot school of the moment for private schools. Uh, but, you know, with Lampasas this year, I don't think they have to be 2013 or 2019 good to get through the playoffs. But I'm I'm curious to see you know, past that. Let's see what where Lampasas fits in mm-hmm. in this playoff race. And I think seeing a game against Wimberley, you know. Hey, you, look, Wimberley's got a really, really good offensive line. I was so impressed going back and watching that Brock game uh, that they kind of put it on Brock, uh, especially late in the game. Uh, that offensive line, <laughs> that's just solid, uh, fundamentally sound. And then that Cody Stover, the quarterback, and two great receivers and Noah Birdsong. And Nolan Wada, I just, you know, I, I walked away nothing but impressed with Wimberley against Brock. But you brought up a good point last week when we were at the Brock-Gunner game uh-huh. and we're watching what Gunner did to Brock. And, and you just, you, you kind of left an open-ended question of, mm-hmm. does this change how we look at Wimberley? Because Brock no. could have won that game. I mean, that was a legitimate, you know, last year it was yeah. 32-23, but Brock never really truly was in that Wimberley game last year. You never thought, oh, Brock's going to pull this out. Last, mm-hmm. this game, it, I legitimately thought there when they made the comeback and they were, you know, down 28-27, mm-hmm. I thought Brock was going to maybe pull this game out. So you don't think it changes that? No, Wimberley's just a completely different style of football team. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, I think uh, Wimberley's style was more suited to Brock's defense. Yeah, you I know? get you. And also, Gunner was playing with anger. Yeah. <laughs> that was beyond <laughs> anger, dude. They just, I don't know. <laughs> that Gunner team, man. We can't talk about them because it's 4A right now. But no, it, to the does not, it does not uh, uh, put take any of the shine off of Wimberley for me. Okay. I think Wimberley is darn good, and I could definitely see them back in Arlington. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, and, and again, can't go past that with, with Carthage because whenever you feel – it, again, it, the joke is if, if Carthage gets the state, I I like Wimberley and I think they would match up well 
And then I remember last year it was 42 to nothing. And it's just a lot of people think they match up well yeah. with Carr. Well, I, not a lot of people, but I think on paper they probably match up the best as far as 4A Division two. All right. Yeah, uh, let's let's go out. We do a show each and every week called the Canyon ISD show brought to you by Did Nicole Thompson. Coach X not have a No, he didn't have a one. thing on okay. that one. Um, but uh, we do a show, Canyon ISD. In fact, you might hear this segment on that show. Uh, thanks to Nicole Thompson State Farm out there in Amarillo. But Canyon West Plains, the Wolves, uh, they take on Lubbock Estacado. I think this is going to be – like going to be a dandy. I have a feeling this would have been a game we jumped out to because this is about that time of year we like to go see maybe a couple teams we, we, we kind of had off the radar. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, this is going to be a dandy. Lubbock Estacado, man, they have kind of announced themselves as back with, with their depth this year and their talent and what they're doing to teams. Now, they're not play, beating the best of the best, but – I mean, these are the same teams they usually play in non-district every year, and there's 4-0 outscoring opponents by an average of like 52-14. to 14. But they're taking on a Canyons West playing team that I still feel that they – or they still feel uh, that they probably should have beat Bushland to begin things. And since then, they've been rolling against the same teams, mind you. They, these two teams play a lot of the same teams. I like this matchup. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think West Plains is going to push this Escado defense. You know, West Plains quarterback Reed Macon has thrown for about 1,100 1, yards so far this year, and then he's got a really good receiver in Jordy Hernandez. Uh, but you know, can you know West Plains maybe struggling a little bit on defense? I mean, they did give up 47 to a really good Bushland offense, right? Yeah. Uh, but Estacado and DJ Johnson at, at quarterback, dual threat quarterback, Bobby Ross, one of the best running backs up in uh, uh, that part of the state, and then Cedric Ross at receiver. Uh, this Estacado offense is for real. Uh, yeah, it, it's very for real. Again, Estacado's, it's always been, even when they've had good defenses, it's playing good defense in key moments. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a perfect little primer game uh, before district play gets started for them to, to see how they respond. Because I think this is going to be the best offense they've played so far this year. All right, uh, who you got? I got Estacado. I, I got Estacado. I think okay. Estacado's just a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic. Uh, I, I, I'm curious, though, you know, West Plains, last year this was the game that they kind of announced themselves because they upset Estacado, and, and they went from being 0-3, and then they went on that winning streak until they lost to Seminole in district. So I, I'm just curious to see if maybe it's a matchup thing, but we'll find out. Uh, after this one, let's see what Coach X has to say. Might not tell you what, this is the Old West game of the week. Sounds like two different John Wayne movies or just one really long, awesome one. John Wayne and the posse of the Estacado West Plains or John Wayne and Robert Mitchum in the hunt for the West Plains Comanches and Estacado <laughs> Apaches. And when John Wayne and Robert Mitchum were in the same movie together, you knew two things were going to happen. Some bad guys were going to die and some sass mouth woman was going to be put in her place. <laughs> so listen up pilgrims west plain is going to search it up and get a w oh all right i don't have a problem with that call no. I, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week in 4a all right well here's a good one conley at brown this is going to be terrible you think so <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> uh you know Conley, we we talked about them all year in the offseason. We talked about you know if, if they can if they can find the defense they've got they can score with anybody that's kind of becoming the issue with them. They're going to score with anybody. Kiefer Sibley at running backs ran for about 1,100 yards. Kobe Black at receiver slash defensive back, one of the best athletes in the state, yep. right? So, uh, yeah, you know, but they're going to test this Brownwood defense. Oh, know, yeah, I, this, I this is a scoring. going to test the Conley defense with Ike Hall and everything, but, uh, man. 
This is a maybe the first one to fifty wins. Yeah, I, I, I and of course that I means it'll be a ten nine game like that Kansas City. I think the X factor in this game is going to be Conley's uh, quarterback Jamarian Vincent. Uh, he's you know a true dual threat quarterback. Uh, yeah, two great dual threat quarterbacks in this game. Um, I'm going Conley. I don't know if this will be an upset or not, but I'm going with this Conley offense. I'm going Conley with a slight upset on the road. I don't think it's a big upset. Again, I know we say this a lot, but we just we always feel we want to prime things. I don't think we're going to feel any less about either of these two no. teams after this game. No. Uh, Coach X doesn't have anything for this one. All right, Decatur versus Alvarado. Decatur's uh, running back Nate Palmer and then uh, two great receivers in Landon Felt and uh, Luke White. Uh, Decatur's, you know, they played a killer schedule, right? Yeah, but stop me if you've heard this about a 4A team. Okay. A hell of an offense, but they've got to figure things out dif- defensively, and we're literally talking about both of these teams, the exact right. same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Decatur's schedule. And, and also, Stephenville game, I don't, I'm not going to say it comes with an asterisk, but the, the weather stoppage and all that, Decatur's going to be fine. Yeah. Deca- I, I think that I for- saw them. Uh, I, I saw that game against Anna, and, and in a loss, I was very impressed with Decatur. Yes, uh, I, I am more looking at this game to see Alvarado again. Yeah, you know, is Cardia Collier the quarterback? Is he playing? I don't know if he played against Rusk. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything about that, so we'll, we'll try to check in on that. If um, you know, maybe email us. Yeah, please, Grant uh, S- uh, at s two s sport uh, find us on Facebook. Just type inside on sideline on Twitter at Grant and Terry, and just let us know again. That that's how we get valuable information. And, and I want to go ahead and say again, thanks to everybody. We've we've had some a lot of team information being sent to us this year, and we really really do appreciate it. But yeah, I just want to see how Alvarado bounces back after the loss of Rusk. Uh, I want to see how Decatur. You know, they get their first win. You know. They, they they might be kind of relaxing now. You know, we just figuring, you know, they knew it was going to be tough. I think they thought that they would probably win two or three, though. So to be one and three, I think that there's a little bit of chip on the shoulder there. I like Decatur in this one. I do think it's a high-scoring game, though. Yeah, me too. All right, Sylvie. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, you'd already, got, you'd already forgot about it. He said he was quitting. I know. That, you know, he never does what he says. Uh, Decatur versus Alvarado. Decatur used to have this coach that I really liked. We beat them in a freshman basketball tournament, and he said, let's go win the toilet bowl. That always stuck to me for a couple reasons. One, there are no bowl games in basketball, and two, they sucked, and they got whipped in the toilet bowl game too. (laughs) Nevertheless, I have a hard time picking Alvarado because years ago I dated – well, hold up. Let's say I was familiar with a lady from the land of the Indians and in tribute to Charlie Robinson. Let's just say she wasn't the best, but she was the best that I could do. She was very appreciative of those things. All the memories. Let's go, Decatur. All right. Wow. All dude. right. Roundabout way to get to a uh, Decatur win. His whole life's a roundabout way. All right. Silsby versus West Orange Stark. Uh, Silsby's quarterback, Michael Moser, is thrown for about 1,100 yards. And he's got two of the best receivers uh, in the state, and Draylon Miller and Ashton Cartwright. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do? And and Silsby can run the football down their throat if they want to. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing about this Silsby team. It, it feels like we've been building up to this for the last four or five years, and they've they've always been just one thing's a little off, or, or they get in the game and what normally works doesn't. Or Quero last year controversy at the very end. I, I don't I don't know, man. Stephenville. I mean, Stephenville. Silsby is just. I'll put it to you this way, all jokes aside, if there's a team that can push Carthage in a state championship, 
in a region final, I think Silsby could be that team. Push. I'm not saying beat. I'm not saying – I'm saying I think Silsby could push. There's nobody they can't play with, and there's nobody that Silsby can't beat if they play their game. Okay, I thought you were you about know? to disagree with me, but you agree. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm look, Carthage, yeah, that's a tough out, but that's the finals. We're not talking about yeah. that. But I, I think if Silsby plays their game and plays mistake-free, I don't know who can beat them. I, you know, I, I agree. I, just don't, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not saying Carthage can't, because Carth. You know, Silsby's got to prove to me that they can beat Carthage. Oh yeah, 100. Again, we're not even close to that yet. We're just uh, starting district, but I like Silsby in this one uh, by two touchdowns over West Orange Stark. Yeah, last year this game was like 48-27. I think West Orange Stark's offense is way better this year. Yeah, but. I still see it being a forty-nine to twenty-eight type game. I just think I think Silsby's just too deep. Yeah, and Silsby's offense just puts so much pressure on the other team. All right, let me see here. We got we got one more from Coach X. Okay. All right. Am I the only one that can't look at West Orange Stark and see WOS and not think of Nas? That's NOS and just see Vin Diesel and Paul Walker racing down the street. And the only good line in any of those movies is, "Dude, I almost had you." And then Vin Vin Diesel saying, "Almost had me." Every time those movies come out, I'm like, "Okay, this one looks good." And then the credit rolls, and I'm like, "Damn it, Vin Diesel, you got me again." So I will fall into the trap again and take the Fast and Furious WOS Mustang. So he's going for the. I think would be a upset. I think I think that would be a pretty big upset, actually. Yep. All right. Two quick hitters before we uh, head out for the night. Paris versus Pleasant Grove. Hey, you know, Paris, everybody that has beat Paris this year, I'm not kidding. Every fan base that has talked to us after they've beat Paris, being Salina, being Gilmer. I saw that Salina game online. Yes, and being Van. All three of them Did have I been. Did I not tell you Paris is not as bad as what people yes. are saying and after that's, seeing that? And that's what all of them have said. Literally, it's been like, hey, they're working things out offensively. Yep. They've got to figure that out, and they're going to be fine. Now, in saying that, against good offenses, their defense struggles. Wow, we keep saying that. It's a it's a broken record. Um, I You know, th- th- this is an interesting game because I, I think – I'm not saying Paris is going to play with Pleasant Grove, but I don't think it's going to be a four or five touchdown game. I like Pleasant Grove in this game, but I I think Paris is going to give them a game. I, I do. I think they could. I, look, Pleasant Grove cannot afford to play with their food yeah. in this game, right? You need to come out and establish yourself early if you're the Hawks. Otherwise, Paris can be a thorn in your side. I like Pleasant Grove to pull away in this game in the third quarter. But, yeah, don't be surprised to see Paris pushing Pleasant Grove. Yeah. You know, it's not like Pleasant Grove will go out there and just throw down, like, a stellar offensive performance, right? You know, I mean, they, you know, they they have, but that's not their M.O., right? Well, and Pleasant Grove, you know, we, we – we, we were very excited about them. Still very excited about them into this year. Oh, absolutely. Their offense seems to maybe be coming around. They scored 45 against Midland Christian last week. They scored 63 against Memorial. But so far, when they've played a couple good defenses, their offense has struggled. I just don't think Paris is a good defense, but I do think Paris can score on them enough. Uh, enough to make it a game, not enough to win. I still like Pleasant Grove in this game. Yeah, uh, me too. All right, and then 3-1 and one Van versus 4-0 and oh, uh, Brownsboro. I believe that's over in Brownsboro. Uh, classic stadium, right? Is it still playing that old you know, stadium? I, I think they do. If not, let me know. I, I once broadcast the game from behind or on the field all the way into the corner because the press box huh. was terrible. So you weren't supposed to be 
broadcasting it. You snuck in and no, actually, we were the we were the Brownsboro broadcast oh, team. It's just weird yeah. they didn't give you a yeah, seat. You know how some you know how stadiums. That was twenty years ago. I, I like Van in this game. Yeah, I like Van this game, and I think Van will win by a good margin. It's just good. Are to you s- saying that? 4-0 is an empty 4-0 for Brownsboro. I mean, can they be when you so this has been their run the last few years. 3 and 8, 2 and 8, 1 and 7, 5 and 6, and that was a big surprise year. Everybody was like, "Oh wow, they're 5 and 6." Last year 2 and 8. So no, four wins. I mean, they've only had four wins once in the last 7 years. And a win's a win. A win's a win. But yeah, when you look at it, they beat Athens by 1 point. Now, Athens is solid now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Fairfield by 7. Fairfield is not solid. They beat Spring Hill last week by 1 point. Now, Spring Hill is a kind of being maybe a little bit of a surprise team themselves. But now I, I just, when you look at who Van has played and, and Van's been very inconsistent this year, but I think a lot of that's again, who they've played the Vandals on the year, you know, they beat Pine Tree, they lose to Chapel Hill, they beat Lindell, they beat Paris. I think I, I thought they would beat Paris by more, but they still won. That's all that matters. I, I think Van goes in. This is an old school rivalry from back in the four, a, when they were in the same district days, I, I think Van wins 41 to 14 type. Okay. I can see that. All right. We, we, Is that it? Yeah, I don't think Coach X has anything else either. Okay. Sweet. It's been a weird week. You weird. have fun down in Wimberley. Yes, sir. You yeah. have fun getting... And then we'll uh, meet back... And go to a game next Friday. Now, is this before we file the annulment paperwork or after? No. no. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and mail that in? Yeah. Yeah, your lawyer called. You're just like, just tell, <laughs> tell Grant I'm there. I'm ready on standby. But no. Yeah, so again, I just want to remind everybody we're not going to be doing a traditional show next week. I'll figure out something or not. If not, just check our social media. Uh, Facebook, Sideline to Sideline on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. Email us any questions, thoughts, comments. Give us some information about your team. S2S. I mean, I'm sorry, Grant and Terry at S2Sport.com. Find our show at S2SGrantandTerry.com. The audio only. Find us on YouTube at L4 Media Company. Until- and when we're back, it'll be uh, right in the heart of district in two weeks, right? Yeah, we're going to be almost fully in district. I think that's, yeah, that'd be even for the smaller, smaller teams. Bye weeks will be done. We're going to be ready, and we're going to rock and roll for the rest of the season. Because as we said, man, it's already week five. Playoffs coming soon. Playoffs coming soon. Until next time, he's Grant Goodwin. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Sideline to Sideline, the 4A edition, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media. We ride across state lines, rubbing two nickels, just trying to make a dime. Hard to make a living while the gas so high.